Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design and analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we're back. For we back, games yo. and stuff. And oh, here's the cat. Can't can't do a talk without the cat. It's important. Oh, yep. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like ill prepared to talk today. I've got I've got finals this week, so I'm just thinking about that. What but, what classes do you have finals in? I mean, I have projects due in all of them. Um, and then I've got a written test on Thursday for my audio class, but it's open notes, so that's fine. I'm not going to study. Because my notes, because my notes are good. My notes are verbatim the powerpoints, so that's okay. Fair enough. She, yeah, our, it's it's not a great class. No. That's, that's all I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> Basically, that's so, a shame. Yeah. Oh well. It's easy at least. So there's that. Any any projects you're excited about that you're? Uh, I mean, I'm doing. Uh, for my pre-production class, like, it's basically just do something to put in your portfolio and have it done by the end of the quarter. So I'm, I'm doing, a, like, a short um, 2D effects animation reel just because I had never done that in a class and I thought it would be fun. Nice. So, I'm, so I'm doing it and I enjoy it. I was recently watching the graphic students do their pre-production projects. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. They made, like, game trailers. Nice. Yeah, I've... I don't know. A lot of people in my class are doing, like, short animations. And it's sort of a, like, a two-quarter class. So this quarter we do pre-production, and the next quarter is post-production. So everyone's basically just getting together uh, character designs and, and things of that nature and hoping to have uh, animatics by the end of... Well, by the end of the week, I guess. So that they'll have something to work with next semester. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And didn't I... you have a Didn't you have a rigging class? Yes, that's semester? that's what I'm doing uh, today. Just I just have to like I just have to do a biped rig. It's it's what we did slowly over the course of the quarter, and now I have to just do another one. Okay. Except I have to like actually skin and weight paint it which do you have uh do you have a chosen biped already she gave us one it's a little gobliny dude so <laughs> she said we could use our own models if we wanted but I, I don't really have any good figure models like that i've made so you could just recreate the the dude from abzu the little the little scuba scuba dude true <laughs> Um, I have not had. Oh no, I did, have had something interesting of note happen. Yes, uh, our our office moved, so I'm now like working out of downtown Seattle. Oh, so I'm like taking the bus into work every day, which is <laughs> new for me. Cool. Well, that's good. That's a good move. Is that a good move, or is that like annoying? It's <laughs> it's a longer commute, but on the other hand, I don't have to drive, and I yeah. can like kind of sleep on the bus a little bit in the morning, which is nice. Yeah. So, sort of a lateral move, I guess. Yeah. 
that and uh and it's hanukkah so happy hanukkah yeah i saw you posting i saw you posting latkes and i was jealous <laughs> yes i made latkes last night they were so tasty it's just fried potatoes yep. it's just french fries for dinner it's amazing yeah french fries for that dinner sounds amazing or hash browns for dinner and i do love me some hash browns yep yep basically it's like <laughs> fancy hash browns for dinner and tonight i'm making my favorite matzo ball soup so nice gonna be awesome i'm not actually like really jewish i'm just uh my like my dad's family side of the family was jewish even though they didn't like practice much when he was growing up so like the only effect that my like half jewish heritage has is that uh i celebrate hanukkah along with christmas (laughs) nice and it's fun because you double get to, the holidays. Yeah, you get double the holidays. You get to cook some nice food. You get to light some candles, which are really pretty. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah, that sounds that sounds super worth it. I'm into that idea. I should I should start celebrating more holidays. Yeah, why not? <laughs> right? It's, it's, yeah, it's always good who's, to like celebrate things. Who's gonna stop me? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. I kind of don't celebrate holidays anyway. You should start celebrating more of them. Celebrate all the holidays, Carl. Even the ones that you don't have any, like, all of particular, them. particular religious attachment to. Holiday, holiday every day. Yep, exactly. Uh, how, are, how are your finals going, Carl? Um, a bit stressful, but it's fun. Um, I finally realized that group projects can be fun. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> I'm in a group that actually, like, wants to do shit. <laughs> For once. That's good. Yeah, I avoided, we, avoided that. It goes so order. smoothly. <laughs> it's nice when you find, a like, a good group that you're happy working with. Because, like, that, that, can, that basically, like, makes or breaks those projects. If you don't like the people, then it's, it's a fucking terrible experience. But if you do, then it can be great. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's, I mean, it's stressful, but not really anything special. Yeah. That's sort of where I'm at. It's like, here's all this work I have to get done. Okay, well, I guess I'll go do the work. (laughs) It's, I was, uh, I was watching someone... The other day, um, I don't know if you guys uh, followed uh, or ever saw like Nostalgia Chick on on YouTube or back when she mm-hmm. was on whatever other site. She does like a lot of like fun and interesting like film and TV criticism and stuff. Uh, but she and a friend had a uh, "Should you go to film school?" video <laughs> where they talked about like the pros and cons of like you know grad school generally and like film school in particular. And it was really interesting, and it made me, like, think a lot about my education and, like, like when, you know, like, what, what does one get out of education and what makes it worth it and things like that. So I, I hope you guys are enjoying your educations, I guess is what I'm saying. I, I more often am than I, than I am not, at least at this point. Like, I don't want to do any more school after this, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm getting through it okay. After after a couple attempts, <laughs> she she also went to USC Film School, um, whereas like the actual film part of the film school, not 
the game school is technically part of the film school, but we have very little contact with the rest of the film school. Yeah. But she went to, like, the main part of the film school, and she was mentioning that, like, you know, she's over $60,000 in debt, and she got off easy because some of her friends are, like, $200,000 in debt from mm. school. And I'm like, that's insane. That's a, that's a lot of debt. Oh, boy. That's a, yeah, that's a lot of money to have to pay back. Yeah. How do you even pay that back? You mostly don't. There's a, There are some forgiveness laws where if you pay the minimum payments on your loans every month for 25 years, then it's just automatically forgiven. Um, and if you've got, like, $200,000 in debt, you're probably, like, your minimum payments probably aren't paying off the principal. They're just paying off... Yeah some probably not even all of the interest um so i assume the only way to get out from under that is to just wait it out <laughs> yep you, which is horrible yeah but you pay it off slowly it. over a long time maybe yeah. i've got like 30 some thousand in debt so i'm not too bad off relatively um i am my payments are actually very very slowly paying down my total amount so which they weren't That's good. until recently but yeah so, yeah so you know <laughs> yeah <sighs> gonna what be a tra- gonna be in this for a long time that's mm-hmm. fine i guess <laughs> america america yeah. <laughs> i'm assuming anyway. it's not as much of a pain in the ass for you, Carl. Um, I, it's hard to judge. Yeah. I mean, school's free. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I get paid for it, but I still have to take loans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Kitty. Well, you you enjoy that. You enjoy that government that cares about the education and well-being of its <laughs> citizens. <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> We're not bitter or anything over here. No. <laughs> uh, sorry, it did not mean to get as political as I got just <laughs> It's fine. Kitty, what are you doing? I don't know if you could hear him over here, like, making weird, almost growly noises, but not quite. He just keeps climbing on me and then wanting to go away. But I'm, like, holding on to him so that he doesn't just keep climbing off of and back onto me. And he's not... he's not happy about it. <sighs> Maybe he really wants to be next to you, but he's allergic to the fabric of your pants. I don't know. And, Maybe uh, he's a cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's that also. That sounds accurate. <laughs> well... Should we talk about the game? I feel like this is going to be a short episode. Um, I know we said that about the last one and it ended up being an average length episode. But I actually well, think this one will probably yeah. end up being sort of short. No, this is going to be a short episode because all I have to say is, uh, Abzu, it's Journey, but underwater. Yep. And, and we can all go home. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. That's that's exactly what it is. Yep. Did we, have is... we all played Journey, by the way? No. No, okay. Well, Have you seen Journey I, played? It's actually one of my... The game I've studied the most. Ah. But I've never actually played it. 
Okay. Yeah, I also actually have not played Journey myself, but I have sat through other people playing it multiple times. Mm. Um, so I am I am very familiar with it. Yeah, I've watched. Uh, I played. I played it once, and then I've watched it maybe another twice, another two times, another twice. Ugh. That's that made sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> no there. I like the sound of that. Yeah, another think, twice. Yeah, that sounded better to me than the other way. Okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, uh, Abzu. Abzu is a game where you play as um, a little scuba diving creature, um, humanoid, and uh, you are journeying through this underwater world to maybe free the oceans from technology. It's like Journey, it's like got a sort of unclear and open to interpretation story. Um, I would say probably even less clear than Journey's story. Um, yeah. Like Journey, the story is mostly revealed via like in-game tapestries that you sort of have to read and interpret. Uh, they're all like pictographic, so you're kind of guessing. Um, it has uh, almost the exact same story beats as Journey in terms of like there's a you know a sort of like explorative first part and then there's like a descent into like a dangerous and scary place and then there's like a like a sad part where like stuff seems kind of hopeless and then there's a, a triumphant happy part at the end where you're like mega powerful and go and do all the things um yep and most, so what you're doing is you're like journeying through these different underwater areas, um, and each one has like a portal into some kind of weird, uh, like under underwater um, realm of spirit star ocean. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yes. Mark. I think that is what Abzu is supposed to be. Is supposed to be. I think it's the place where all the spirit light stuff is. Um, but I don't know. I gotta and... say, I absolutely love the idea of the, uh, a sea under the sea. I... <laughs> a sea at the bottom of the ocean. So, I don't know if we want to talk about it now. I posted a thing on Twitter about that uh, yesterday. But we can we can get into it later, if yeah, you want to talk okay. about that. Um, so, yeah, so you go through, like, these different areas, and in each one you get a portal to this under-undersea and you, like, awaken some kind of spirit animals, and then they appear in the upper ocean, um, and then you go through these really weird triangle technology doors uh, into the next area, and eventually you find the source of the triangle technology, um, and it, it kills your spirit guide shark, um, and then you find your way, like, properly into the under-undersea, and you gain all kinds of crazy spirit powers that let you go back up and destroy all the triangle technology. And resurrect and, your spirit guide shark. Yeah, resurrect your spirit guide shark and just, like, um, like hang out making the ocean beautiful. And it's, it, it's abstract, but it feels very triumphant and majestic. Because yep. you're, like, leaping out of the water with whales and shit. And, like, fully fully orchestrated soundtrack by the so, same person who did same same art director as journey and same, and same uh, composer, composer yeah. as journey so it's it's literally journey but underwater 
yeah. Also, aside, I looked up the meaning of the word Abzu, and it is it is Sumerian, which is what I was thinking. And uh, Abzu was the name for the primeval sea below the void space of the underworld and the earth above. So, yeah, yes. so it is the under-undersea. Okay. Pretty much, yes. I thought that because um, on Steam I unlocked a few of those, like, achievement cards, and the ones that say Abzu have, like, a picture of the spirit spirity world kind of place on them mm. so that was think, how i got that guess i don't think i even looked at the cards i think i i just did what i always do when i get trading cards on steam and i sell them immediately oh for... i keep all my trading cards i just like sort of having mementos of like what i've played yeah i did that for a long time and i i sort of had the idea of well i'm gonna tra- craft these into badges and i kept amassing trading cards and once I was having a conversation with my boyfriend and I said I feel like I'm supposed to care about this but I also don't know if I actually do care about it (laughs) and he said well you feel like you should care about it but that means that you don't care about it so sell your cards (laughs) and I sold all of my cards and that's just what I do with them now okay well fair enough (laughs) you know you know it's like but like five cents a pop Whatever. Occasionally yeah. that, that can become a game. That adds up to a game. Yeah, that's fair like enough. during a sale. So uh, I sometimes sell them, but most of the time I just can't be asked because it takes time. Yeah, <laughs> you, you do have to, you have to like click on things and then you have to do the, the phone app and confirm it so that your stuff doesn't get hacked. Or so that yeah. people, you know, don't, don't come into your hacked account and sell all of your Counter-Strike skins or whatever, I guess is the reason. <laughs> Um, so, yes, so, (laughs) anyway, so that's what Abzu is. Um, there's also, again, like Journey, there's a, um, there's a series of, like, skating sort of sequences where you're Mm -hmm. on rails. In this case, you're being, like, uh, like, tugged through currents. Yeah. And there's, like, stuff that you, like, try and, try and hit as you're going along or, like, try and navigate as you're going along. Um, and there's a there's also a series of hidden collectibles where there is like literally the the sort of um, like ruined uh, what's the word I'm looking for not artifice edifice the the like ruined edifice that keeps track of your collectibles looks exactly like the, the one in Journey where they have a ruined edifice that keeps track of your oh, collectibles. Oh, I forgot about that actually. Yeah, you are right. Um, and in this case, the collectibles are, like, these little ammonite shells that are, there's, like, several of them in each level. Um, unlike in Journey, they don't actually do anything. In Journey, they make your cape longer. Uh, in this one, they just make ammonites appear in the spirit world. <laughs> yep. Um. And then there are the fish, the fish pools, which I guess oh, are yes. sort of a collectible. Yeah, there's, like, little, little undersea pools that you can activate that bring different species of fish into the area. Oh, and there's also um, meditation statues, mm-hmm. uh, which are like these shark head statues. And if you sit on them, you can just like get a tour of the area. The like the area you're sitting in becomes a giant fish screensaver, where you like <laughs> follow around a species of fish, and it tells you which species of fish it is. And then after a while, it follows around a different species of fish, and you can kind of like move the camera around a little bit in it. But it's like pausing the game for a little bit. There's an achievement I got from that. You can get stuck in fish clusters. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it's true. Uh, there there the was an achievement. always perfect there. Yeah. There was an achievement that I got from that that I don't remember the name of, but it was um, 
from witnessing predation while meditating. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. having uh, having called, a like, fish food chain or something. Yeah, like I think that. that's I think that's what it is. So uh, watching a fish eat another fish. Yeah, which was kind of uh, cute. I thought I have my I have my achievements here. Let me take a look. Um, yeah, food chain. Witness predation while meditating. Yep. <laughs> You can also ride some of the fish in the real world. There's a there's a um, an achievement for that too, because you can like hit a button to like follow the fish around yeah. and like grab onto their fins and stuff. And there's an achievement for doing a flip while <laughs> while riding one of them. Oh, is that the ballet achievement? Yeah. Yeah, I got that with with Spirit Shark. Aww. <laughs> because Spirit Shark. I want. I was I was so into the idea of being best friends with Spirit Shark. <laughs> I know when he died. I'm like, no, shark friends. I know. Really? Well, that's the thing. I thought at the beginning, like, Shark Friend is sort of made out to be a villain because there are these little small robots that you can activate and they help you get through blocked areas. And at one point you have maybe three of them following you around and you go into a new area and Shark Friend just comes out of nowhere and chomps one of them to little pieces. And it was scary, but... You find out later that they are part of the evil triangle technology. Yes. Uh, and also you are part of the evil triangle technology. Yes. You are, in fact, like a manufactured robot swimmer mm-hmm. from... Like, it's unclear to me if the, um, the, the society that created the triangle technology was the, that, like, Atlantean civilization that made all the ruins you're going through, or if they were somehow at war with that civilization... I, I'm leaning towards it was that civilization, Same. and they yeah. like their their technology just got out of control. That's and... yeah, that's sort of how I interpreted the whole the whole air quotes narrative was that it was you know here's the society, and then they flew too close to the sun and made all this technology, and the technology has sort of ruined the oceans. It apparently ruined them as well because they yeah. aren't around anymore. The only thing that's left is you the robot that was sort of created in their image because you do look like the guys on the walls with the little they look like cat ears but they're not really cat ears you know um yeah um and you are the last robot boy to save the ocean i guess yeah and i guess you're like returning so it seems like and again these were very it was hard to interpret these pictograms but it seemed to me like they were somehow like harvesting the power of the ocean or harnessing like sea critters to to get their like spirit energy to make this technology Mm. and you're like going around and returning it somehow that makes sense i actually didn't really look at the pictographs on the wall that much i looked at them enough to notice that they looked like me and that was about it. It's yeah, there's something, yeah, there's something to do with the, like, weird blue light power that comes out of you. And there's, like, pictures of them, like, carrying it around and pouring it out of jars, maybe? And, like, it's unclear. <laughs> this is all too vague for me. Like, <laughs> this could be the case, but it could also be, like, the case that the fish... Like, the sea creatures are evil and you're trying to stop them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could read pretty much anything into this, I think. Yeah, and there was, like, some pictures that, like, the shark was really important and maybe they worshipped it as a deity or maybe they, like, harvested its power. It's, like, not... It's very not clear. <laughs> it feels big and important, but in that, like, really vague 
baseless sort of way. Yeah. Um, right. So let's just let me just go through like try and think what all the stages were. So like the first stage, like after you get out of the like opening pool, is like the kelp forest. Mm-hmm. So you go through uh, kelp forest, uh, which is like very beautiful and vibrant. Um, then there's the jet stream sequence um, where you're just like being pushed around by the current and you like hit a bunch of schools of fish and they all burst and it's kind of uh, it's kind of fun. Does that do uh, anything besides get an achievement? There's an achievement for doing it. I don't okay. think it does anything. Okay. It might give you a little speed boost, but I'm um, like you're moving constantly anyway, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, let me actually hit play here so I. I think I think after that you get spit out into like a coral reef, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. There's like a pink coral reef, and then there's a little bit more jet stream right after that. So that like the coral reef, I think, is like a resting spot in the middle of the. Uh, um, I think thing. after the first one, there's it's like a like a seafloor. It's it's not like a huge reef, but there's like sort of structures, and then you go into the big pink one. Yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly. Um, I'm lo- I'm loading up the game so I can take a look at the chapter titles. Ah, oh, yes. Um, okay. Ah, uh, then there's um the first set of ruins that's like all orange. There's like this sort of like orangey lit. Um, just it's like when you first discover the like ruins of the civilization and you start seeing like snake head, like eel head statues and shark head statues, and uh, like you learn that you can open gates by like manipulating chains. Mm, yeah. Uh, by the doors and things like that. Um, then is the deep sea section. So you like follow some whales down and down and down to where the uh, the which of my faces are. The to where the the big floating yeah, the big triangle squids. mines. Well, yeah, but also the like the big squids and oh, they yeah. have some whale falls. Um, which, if you don't know about whale falls, like you are about to have a great day on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> Um, go look up whale falls. Whale falls is what happens when a whale dies and their body sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Um, and it becomes this, like, temporary, like, vibrant ecosystem in the abyss. And it's, like, creepy and amazing and super <laughs> cool. But anyway, um, so you go down where there was whale falls and, yeah, there's, like, these embedded uh, big triangle, like, proximity mines that explode at you if you get too close. Um and yeah and it's it's creepy and dark um and then you find your way actually into the wreck which is like this giant triangle ship that's at like stuck at the bottom of the ocean and you have to the scariest part in the entire game for me you enter a room that's just like red as far as the eye can see full of these mines yeah and you have to get across it and even though you know that like when you take damage in the game, it doesn't kill you. It's mm-hmm. just like, it's just like kind of like annoying and like a little bit jarring. But it it freaked me out so bad. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh shit! You cannot possibly be asking me to get across this room full of mines. It, um, what you the know, fuck? You know why it's scary, right? Because it's the cube room from the story. That's Batman, what but... I was just gonna say. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the falling cube room. Oh, oh, for, yeah, it is, it is the yep. falling cube room, yep. you're totally right. That was the first thing I thought of, too. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, no, it's that, and I'm like, 
holy fucking hell, what the fuck? And then I did get, I did still get hit twice, but I mostly got around them by going underneath and like swimming as far away. I think your intent, the intent is you just swim through and get hit a bunch. I think I got hit three times and that was two of them were because I um, basically like got stun locked into a second explosion. Yeah. So, so that yeah. was, that was that. So you, you go through and you find like the factory where all the, the stuff is manufactured. Um, and then you find like the triangle heart of the triangle ship and shark friend tries to attack it and zaps both himself and you um and he dies and you get revealed as a robot because all your like skin burns away (laughs) yeah um yeah and so that's uh that's creepy uh and then you how do you get to the ruins from there then you end up in like the the like ruins of atlantis in like this giant underwater city that's just gorgeous as fuck um uh i remember there being another jet stream segment i think yeah maybe yeah. right like yeah, i think i think i don't know yeah so you somehow get from the the ship to this underwater city and you you leave the water for the first time, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. There's like some little segments where you have to like get out of the water and like walk through these ruins a little bit, um, and then jump back into the water. And the water is full of prehistoric fish that are like extinct. Yeah. Some of some of which are extinct. Not all of them are extinct. Um, they have aeropyma, which are like. Uh, fish that they catch all the time on river monsters. Like, they're these <laughs> enormous fish where you're like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, they had all kinds of really cool, um, like, ancient fish there that were that were neat to see. Um, and so you go, you make your way through the ruins and you climb up the ruins um, and then you find, like, the final gate into the spirit world. Um... And you go through it, and then you go into this beautiful, like, pink springtime lovely place where, like, all the fish from all the places are. Um, And you gain, like, the power of spirit somehow, which, like, lets you revive the shark. And it also lets you, like, just destroy the triangle tech, which is kind of fun. So you go through and, like, destroy a bunch of the mines, and some of them you gotta, like, leap out of the water and destroy, which is really fun. And then you you exit into the final like open ocean where there's just the one giant ship, and you go back into it and you destroy the, its triangle heart, and then it grows over with greenery uh, and sprouts, and you save the ocean, hooray! And then you get the title screen, and you get to like swim around during the title screen. You can swim around during the credits, and they actually put oh yeah the one credit the screens coll- yeah one of the collectibles is in the credits. Yep, the there, last one. Little, yeah, there's a little Nautilus shell you can collect during the credits. <laughs> Um, also, in that last open ocean section, uh, if you explore before going straight to the ship, there's a little hidden Arctic section. Oh. With penguins! Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't uh, find that. Yep. It's very Me cute. Either. I got an achievement for, for getting up on the ice, ice floe and like walking around with the penguins. There's like <laughs> a bunch of penguins and one sleeping polar bear. So wait, which, which section is that? Uh, it's the very, very end when you o- when you enter like the open ocean where the final ship is. Ah, uh, okay. Hmm. And there's like all there. those like blue whales jumping and breaching and things. Yeah. Hmm. 
I might have to go back through there. It's it's very small, but it's kind of cute. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's worth seeing. Yeah, um, I'm missing I'm missing the ecosystem achievement where you find all the hidden hidden fish pools, the shell collect all the shells achievement, and then three hidden uh, achievements that I don't know what they are. Uh, that sucks. Arctic Explorer was one of the. There were four hidden achievements, mm. and Arctic Explorer was one of them. But I'm I'm tempted to go back and find the shells, but I know that like two of them that I'm missing are in the jet stream, and those ones I probably would have to just play a ton of times so I can get. Like I saw one of them as I was zipping past the first time and was yeah. unable to get it. I did manage to get that one. I got. I think I got all of the the shells in maybe the first half of the game, and then after that I stopped. <laughs> That's funny because I was, anymore. I was, I was, I mostly got the shells in the second half of the game. Uh, uh, hmm. I'm missing, I'm missing one shell from the kelp forest that I can't find for the life of me. Uh, two from the jet stream, uh, and two from that like final springtime area because I didn't realize there would be shells there. Yeah. Oh well. That happens. Uh, I may go back in and collect, or I may not. Um, I did have I did have a motion sickness problem with this game, uh, which I normally only get from first-person games. But there was because it's like flight controls. Um, I had a, the swoopy camera like did not play well with my stomach. Yeah, I had. I mean, I didn't have like motion sickness with it, but I had. I just it. I felt bad at the controls. Like I would over overturn in a direction. Oversteer, yeah. yeah. That's Especially really like up do. and down, and then I would just end up sort of doing a swoopy thing. Yeah, when it when it works, it feels intuitive. But when you lose control, it's a hard it's hard to regain control. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, the fact that you can like steer upward more than ninety degrees is slightly annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's what threw me off most of the time. Which I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just not. A type yeah, of control scheme like, that you're usually accustomed to. Yeah, it's it's flight sim controls, so you yeah. can do like loop de loop kind of things if you want. Um, it's so what's hilarious to me about this game, aside from it, it's just journey underwater, um, is that it's also the especially the meditation segments are pretty much identically like the first. Uh, indie project I worked on when I was like uh, an intern at school like the first project I worked on with a real company because I I used to work for a company uh, then called Wemo Media um, that did like games about the ocean and like it was like a fundraising thing where it was like you you know part of the money that came from it went to you know ocean supporting charities and things like that Um, and it was called The Blue it was actually called the Blah because there was no E at the end. Oh yes. Um, and it was basically like a big interactive screensaver, where there were a bunch of like meticulously crafted underwater habitats, and there were you know realistic fish species swimming around, and the camera would follow one of them around the habitat, and you could like hit a button to switch to a different fish species, and it would like tell you about the fish species that you are currently following, and I'm like. This is exactly the blue, like, and, <laughs> and to the point where they picked, like, the same habitats that we did, because we had a kelp forest, and we had, like, an abyssal whale fall area, and we had, you know, like, the cliff sides where, like, the continental shelf is, and, you know, like, mm. so it's, it, they even had, like, 
like a ton of the same fish species that we used, which I guess makes sense. Like it's the natural set of species to choose, but it was like hilarious to me how how identical this was. Like I knew all the fish. I'm like, yeah, that's the blue tang. That's the like, you know, bicolor parrotfish. That's the trigger fish. Like, yeah, these are all the fish we have. We got to the abyss, and I'm like, for sure, one of these like little. Uh, you know, little fish pools is gonna summon anglerfish because you can't have an abyss area and not have anglerfish. Oh and yeah! Sure enough, there are the anglerfish. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, would you say that the similarity between Blah and Abzu is fishy? Oh! I had to. I'm oh, sorry. Oh. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Bad fish puns for yep. you. This is the kind of quality entertainment people tune into the podcast for. Yep. There we go. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, the thing the thing that I was going to talk about. So, yeah. uh, since I glanced at my Twitter. So, the, the underwater water thing, um, I loved because it's basically the opposite of how that works in real life. Because, like, that's a phenomenon that exists, like, areas where the water is denser, so it sinks, so you end up yeah. with, like, an underwater lake. Um, yep. I-, I posted a video about it uh, Is it on, from, on Twitter. from Planet Earth? Uh, no, it's, it's, it was from a live stream of, it wasn't the, um, the Oceanus one from earlier this year, but it was from, like, an underwater explorer live stream. And they okay. found this underwater lake that... <laughs> that I guess scientists call the jacuzzi of despair. <laughs> and it's it's like something like 100 feet wide and 12 feet deep. And the, the quote, water in it, they refer to it as the fluid, um, is like twice as hot and five times the solidity of the rest of the water. So the, <laughs> there's like there's a clear line of demarcation where you can see crystallization on like the rocks sort of jutting up out of it and just a ring of dead crabs like right around (laughs) the edge um and really cool spots around the edge of it where where the the brine like spills out and you can see it just like cascading out like like an underwater waterfall so that's what i was thinking of that's so cool that's yeah that reminded me of um both at the time and now when you're talking about it, uh, I saw a similar thing on the Planet Earth documentary. Holy shit, what is your, like, cover image on Twitter? It's uh, like Shrek is, is melting. Oh, that's uh, from uh, that's from a, an, an 80s movie called Street Trash. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I'll, I will check out this uh, brine pool video. But So Planet Earth had a segment, um, I think, in their Caves episode. Um, about underwater rivers um, where like the salinity of one stream is like way more than the salinity of the other and so like one type of water floats on the other one and you can see like it's in an underwater cave but you can see the current of the river flowing you're like this is a river in a river what's going on I think I've maybe seen photos of something like that as well like a long time ago yeah, that kind it's of stuff like is super cool. It's the coolest, most bizarre thing. I love it. I do. I do enjoy the ocean. Yeah. The ocean is a weird as fuck place. I like it. I'm scared of it, but I like it. 
Yeah, there's nothing quite as scary as, like, really, really big ocean animals. And, like, the idea of being right up next to one. That and, that and like, the deepness of the ocean. The idea of, like, you're just floating over an abyss that just keeps going down and down and down. And it's like, like, you should be falling, but you're not because you're in the water. And, yeah, no, I find that incredibly creepy. Oh, we lost Carl. We lost Carl! Oh, no. Um, he was he so can... scared of the ocean that he dropped <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Um, too, like... too scary. Too real. Let's see. Can I add him back? Add. Carl. Add you. Uh, apparently... I'll add I'll add him, but he has gone offline. So we'll see what oh, happens. Oh no! Maybe his computer crashed. I don't know. <laughs> um. But yeah, should we talk about how fucking pretty this game is, though? Oh, one more thing about why the ocean is scary. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, dude. That's... Just so on land, there's like three or four shapes that all all land creatures exist in. You've got, like, bipeds, you've got quadrupeds, you've got flying boys, and I guess, like, snakes. Snakes and, and lizards. And, yeah, bugs. But bugs, 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 like, walk on land. So I guess it's not, like, quadrupeds, but it's multi-legged, but they just, they walk. Yeah. But in the ocean, the <laughs> rules do not apply. Like, they're, you know, you have fish, but then you also have these things that are just sort of Webs of blobbed. yeah, they're just like webs of neurons that somehow exist. It's great. Yep, um, yep. And I loved the in the prehistoric fish section. They had that shark with the crazy like, like circular saw jaw. Yeah, the the um, goblin shark. Goblin uh, no, goblin oh, goblin that's, shark's that's, different. Yeah, goblin, goblin sharks, sharks are the different. In that the was abyss. Uh, um, they they had those too. Those were in the abyssal area. Those are the ones that like just look really freaky weird. But no, this one was. Let's go. Let's go to the wiki page of all the the fish in this game. I think it's uh, just called a saw. No, it's not a saw shark. That's a flat, no, no. That's it's, a flat uh, it's the helicoprion. Yeah. Which is a shaw that just has a or a, a shark that just has like a circular lower jaw covered in teeth. It's so. It's the weirdest. Why does that exist? Why was that a thing? Why was know. that a prehistoric animal? It looks like it just has a like a bandsaw protruding from its mouth. And then like goblin sharks are basically the little the little xenomorph mouth that like pops out of the big mouth. They can like <laughs> throw its mouth forward in a weird and horrifying way. Yeah. It has a it has a face that looks a little bit like it's trying to imitate a human's, so, yeah. you know, in an odd way. I think uh, I think this this game also had like basking sharks, right? Did I it? Feel, I feel like I remember a basking shark. It, it had uh, whale sharks for sure. Maybe which, that was it. Which have like the big open jaw weirdness to them. Yeah. Um, I don't remember basking sharks, but I maybe I didn't find all of the hidden pools, so it's possible yeah. I missed I missed a basking shark. In which case, I'll have to go through again and find the freaking basking shark, which is the weirdest looking thing. Um, they also, speaking of weird fish shapes, had one of my favorite uh, fish, which is the the mola mola or sunfish. Oh yeah, which is just like flat, and it has a fin at the top and the bottom. And sometimes they come up to the uh, the surface of the water and lie on their sides. 
There's also um there's also a Pokemon that is it's it's called um I think it's called Alola Mola, but it's basically a Mola Mola. Mola Mola, I love the Mola Mola. We had a Mola Mola in the blue. Oh, it's and it's called Aloma Mola. Sorry. Aloma Mola. Yeah, that sounds right. One of those slightly but not quite real name to an animal. Yeah. One. But yeah, if you have any fondness for like fish and the weirdness of the ocean, this is just a, a fun game to like just see a bunch of weird fish. Um, and they are all like the rest of the game, just like gorgeous. Uh, like this game is so pretty. Yeah. Oh my god, this game is so pretty. And I mean, you knew that was go. We knew that going in because it's like the guy who did Journey, and so it it can't not be pretty. But it's like all in these like very simplified shapes, so they're not like like really absurdly realistically textured, but they're they're like very they're very precise in their yeah in in the representation like. They give you exactly what you need, so no that more. you can so that you yeah. can tell that this is a distinct species, and you can tell what species it is. Yeah. Without yeah. going for hyper. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say it, it's like the sort of like Aristotelian like essence of this thing. Yes, the Platonic right? ideal of yeah, um, fish. It's the, <laughs> yeah, it's the Platonic ideal of these various fish species, um, and they're and all it's all like. Um, it, it actually, I've been playing The Witness right now as well, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's got a similar sort of scheme in that everything is very simplified, but it's also very, like, brightly colored and very deliberately lit. Um, so all of the, um, like, all of the, the areas have, like, a very distinct feeling color palette. Um, that really gives you like a strong sense of the mood of each given area mm-hmm. and like strongly differentiates each area so you feel like a, a strong sense of space. Um, the level design in this is also like incredibly deliberate to give you like a feeling of un- wonder and awe. Yeah. Like they use there's a, there's a sort of a, a co- pretty common trick when designing space of like if you want someone to feel um, sort of like sort of awe inspired. Um, that kind of sublime sense of like something is beautiful but also kind of terrifying and how beautiful it is mm-hmm. uh, moment like a good trick to doing that is to take someone and put them in like a small space like a little corridor that then opens up into a huge cavernous space yep. and they do that all the freaking time yep, that's that's game. that's the transition between every zone yeah it's either a small corridor or a jet stream yep yeah, that's like their their favorite thing to do in this game. It's like, let's put you in like a small little passage and now you're emerging into this amazing open space. Oh my god. And I I I believe I mean it's been a long time since I have played Journey, but I'm pretty sure they did that in Journey too. Oh yeah, they of, do that like, a number going, of times. Going going between well. ruins and like big planes. Yeah, I don't think they overuse it quite as much in Journey as yeah. they do here. Um but it's it's good. And there was a there were a couple of times when I was thinking about stuff when I, I I totally just like gamed the system by knowledge of game design where I'm like let's see if I was designing this level I would put a nautilus shell up here because like you know this is the first time people have been out of water and it might not occur to them that they should look for one on land 
And so I looked for, like, a little place where I could go up on land, and sure enough, there's the <laughs> Nautilus shell. There you and go. And I'm like, aw, I see some people learned, <laughs> formally learned for, about game design here. So, yep. which is fine. I don't know if any of the, if the designers themselves are actually, like, USC people, but they easily could have been. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> At the very least, like, you know, they they clearly know a lot of the same people from the the like Los Angeles game design like culture mm-hmm. and space yeah. because they have the same composer and the same artist so yep <laughs> I didn't actually look much at the names associated with uh, this project which I probably should do um, yeah. I did notice uh, like we knew going in that the art art director was the same and I noticed Austin Wintory mm-hmm. in the credits as I was uh, watching the end roll. See, I didn't didn't. even watch the credits because I was too busy swimming around with my shark friend. Yep. Shark friend! (laughs) I love shark friend. Is Carl Carl back online yet? No, I just just checked and he's still offline. So I don't know what the deal is. It's unfortunate. I hope hope he did not get hit by a shark. That's true. The shark... You never never know with sharks, man. Those Swedish land sharks... No. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I actually, I felt a little bit nervous about that technology. Oh, oh, yeah, there he is. Speak uh, of the devil. We were just He's worried back. that you had been captured by a, a Swedish land shark. I was. Oh no! <laughs> I, I'm, no. I'm glad that you managed to escape using did your you, your wit. Did you come to an understanding with it about the evils of technology? Yeah. <laughs> Good. The circle is complete. <laughs> yep. Um, I was just saying, like, I felt a little nervous about the tech stuff from the beginning because, like, the only purpose those little droid things serve when they're swimming around you is to destroy a piece of the coral reef so you can get through it. Yeah. And I'm like, should should we be doing this? Like, that doesn't seem like a thing I should do in keeping with the rest of this game, like, destroying part of the reef. I also, it's funny, I was much more surprised with getting out of the water than I was with the revelation that we're a robot. <laughs> yeah. Like, from the beginning, I was like, well, we only communicate in beeps and boops, and we can communicate in beeps and boops with these little droids. So... Yeah. I think Yeah, we're a Huck robot. actually said to me while I was playing it, he's like, uh, how do you... How is it that you can, like, uh, stay underwater and hold your breath for so long? And I was like, um, I think we're from some kind of weird, like, Atlantean species like of people underwater which is true but also we were a robot the whole time yes six of one half dozen of the other i guess and i I thought that was kind of a cool like quote-unquote plot point for all that the the game doesn't have much of a story yeah um i think i would have cared more about being a robot if i gave a damn about the like character (laughs) <laughs> and the story in any way. Like, the character has... It doesn't do anything to, like, express emotions or... It has those yeah. very expressive eyes that you see when you're fighting with the camera control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, I... I... We've all been drawn to, like, sort of similar games in the aftermath of this. You're playing The Witness, and I, I started playing Wind Waker... <laughs> Which is similar for different reasons, but the eyes really remind me of like Toon Link's like little face. 
That's true. That's one of my favorite um, things, actually, about uh, to be about to Wind be Waker. fair. I started playing The Witness before I started playing Abzu. Oh, so. That's fair. Um, but it just it it was sort of a coincidence that they just happened to have like a really similar art style. And actually, I hope that's a sign that like that art style is like catching on and coming back. Because like I'm about ready for some more like brightly lit and and brightly colored games. Like yeah. I I'm fine with realism. It has its place. But I'm getting a little sick and tired of everything has to be the most hyper-realistic, like, oh my god, look at the veins on the leaves of these trees sort of thing. Like, that's not useful. And this game uses the fact that it's so simple to put, like, ten fucking thousand fish in every scene. Yeah. Uh, I, would, and there were... I would rather have ten fucking thousand fish in a scene than ten thousand veins on a leaf. That I'm never going to look at, right? Exactly. And and uh, my for all that my game only like had frame rate loss like two or three times towards the end. I like didn't... mostly it kept up with the the crazy huge numbers of fish, and I had those turned all the way up on the options screen. I kept my my settings pretty moderate just because, but I didn't I didn't really have any issues with it. Um, it's hilarious that frame number rate. of fish is, by the way, a visual setting in the game. Yeah. <laughs> fish density. Yeah. And I mean, I can see why. It seems like that's like the most processor-intensive thing in the game. But yeah, and it's also the best way to like combat lag. Yeah. 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 Turn down the number of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, I, I pretty much didn't need to. I only lagged like once or twice towards the end of the game. One of those, I think I was in the middle of a bait ball, which is like when a huge school of fish like just gathers together in a glob oh, yeah. in the open ocean, and then other fish like dart into it to try and eat them. Yeah, that part was cool. Yeah, so... Dang, so pretty, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it's because I haven't seen it as much as I've seen Journey, but I feel like the music was not quite as memorable as the music for Journey. Even though it's the same composer, maybe if I'd watched it more, I would I would like just feel more of the themes. But yeah, I would I, say I in general, Absis is like one step down from Yearning in pretty yeah. much all aspects. I would agree with that. It's good, like it's very cool, and like it's it's very good on all these axes. But like Journey is a tough a tough bar to set yourself against. Yeah, like. There's, it's it's dangerous to put yourself <laughs> in a position where you're going to be directly compared with Journey because it is tough to compare to Journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this does beat Journey in fish, <laughs> definitely. In in number and diversity of fish, yes, for sure. Um, and I mean, you know, I think if this game existed in the absence of Journey, it would be like, whoa, like super amazing, wow. But now it's just like. Yeah, no, like, Journey did that, and Journey was, like, bet- slightly better at that. Yeah, that's that's probably why everybody talked about Journey nonstop for, like, a year, and I have not no really seen anybody Absu. talking about this game, which is, I mean, it's a shame, because I really, I really liked it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great game, and if you have, like, any interest in the ocean or underwater stuff, or if you liked Journey, like, I, it's worth picking up. Yeah. Um, especially if, like us, you can get it on sale because we got it when it was like half off. Yep. Definitely, definitely one to put on your list for. I don't know. I guess what's the next Steam sale? Did we already have the winter sale? 
We already had the winter sale, okay. so so uh, spring, spring sale? I guess. Or or you know, put it on your wish list so somebody will get it for you as a as a holiday gift. Yeah. There's still two nights of Hanukkah left. You never know. That's true. Uh, I guess like one by the time people hear this, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there's something else I was gonna say, like related to Journey. I think. Oh no, it's related to like how people are talking about it. Um, Sean Plot actually played this for one of his days off. Oh. Uh, for one of his Fridays, um, which I started to watch because um, I'm like Abzu, never heard of that. And then, like, I watched him play it uh, basically up until he reached the first, like, Abzu Sanctuary area. Mm-hmm. Like, the under underwater. And then I turned it off because I'm like, this is freaking gorgeous and I, I, I should play, play this. this. Yeah, I should be yep. playing this myself. I should not be watching someone else play this. Um, so now I'm excited to, like, go back and actually watch his playthrough and, like, see what he had to say about it. Because uh, I, I, I really, when I like something, I really like watching other people experience it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I'm excited to see, like, what his thoughts were. Hmm. That'll be the next order of business. Oh, the, the cat is slowly walking over. Here he comes. Like, are you, he's saying, all this talk of fish has made me hungry. Yeah. Will you feed me now? Gosh, it's way too early. It's way too early to feed you, kitty. He's not even. He's not. There he goes. There it goes. He was asleep and he came over. So it takes it takes a minute. Your cat's always time up. to feed him. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it always time to feed you? No, he's not. He's not in a talkative mood right now. That's fine. Nope. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, did we cover all of our bases with Abzu? So. I, I have I have one or two more things. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, and it's the scenes like where you swim with the big thing things when you're on rail. Oh, like yeah, and, like where you're like following the whales deep down into the the, yeah, the and abyss and. The segments piss me off so much. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> yeah, it's because. I really want to play that part. <laughs> yeah. I don't get to play that. That's I get true. to watch the I mean, game play it. You have limited control over yourself still during that segment. Like, you can, like, refocus the camera and, like, swim slightly more up or slightly more down. No. But yeah. You can't refocus the camera. I tried really hard. Well, I, I noticed that when I was using the guidance stick, I was able to, like... Uh, you know, like swim relative to where the camera was pointing a little bit. Hmm. Maybe you and can't do like actually aiming the camera to different areas, but. And in that aspect, I had way more fun swimming with the smaller fish on my own than I had in any of those scenes. You do have some control when you're when you click the like swim with a fish button. You do have some control over like guiding it where it goes a little bit, which can be pretty fun. <laughs> I didn't realize that until the very end when, when you're swimming on, when you grab onto Shark Bro, um, which resulted in Shark Bro, like, running into a bunch of walls, and I was like, what are you, what are you doing, Shark Bro? And then I realized that I could control him. <laughs> and I felt bad for running him into walls. Shark Bro. Yep. And the other thing I had was, this game is so stressful. <laughs> 
It's clearly um, not supposed to be because you can like, like l meditation is literally a mechanic in the game. Yeah, but everything is like, look at this thing, look at these thousand things we have here. There is a lot to explore for sure. Yeah. And you're like, there's too much stuff, too much impressions. It, it did give yeah. me a little bit of that anxiety of like, I can't move on to the next place because what if there's things I haven't seen? Yeah, it's very, it's certainly very dense. Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of shit in every single area, and you feel like you kind of have to look in every nook and cranny because they, there's hidden stuff, and what if you don't find something? What if there's something cool? And all the stuff you find is always cool. Like, in the, uh, in the hidden city area where you can, like, go on land... There's, like, a spot where you can, like, get up onto a walkway and then, like, walk behind a waterfall and find a beautiful overgrown canal with, like, a Nautilus shell in it. <laughs> and it's amazing! And you're like, oh, man, I'm so glad I didn't miss this. I better not miss every other <laughs> beautiful thing in this game. Yep. That, I mean, that might be a completionist problem. We might have these problems because we care about seeing all the things. I, def I definitely do get really into exploration-y shit. Like, it's my jam. It's my thing. I think it also just gets more stressed out by these kinds of games than I do, like, a uh, fast-paced shooter. Yeah. Because it, well, also, you know in a fast-paced shoot, fast-paced yeah, fast shooter, if you, like, take the time to try and be a completionist, you're not really going to be rewarded for that, probably. Like, maybe you'll get a little more ammo or something like that. But by and large, like, the game doesn't want you to play it that way. And so, in some ways, it's sort of liberating. Because you can just let the game make decisions about where you should go for you. And just follow its lead. Um, and then you don't have to make decisions about things that could have consequences like missing something. And so, in that way, I think it's, you know, those become less stressful. Despite yeah. the fact that, like, people are actively shooting at you or whatever. <laughs> It's it's weird because in a way that's sort of how I the new Pokemon game sort of <laughs> sort of does that but sort of doesn't in that it feels like it's many it, it's a sequence of many cutscenes and you do battles in between the cutscenes and you go where it tells you to like you have little map markers and it says okay go here and you go there but there's there's a lot of like little side areas that I'm finding that I've just missed because I'm just going from cutscene to cutscene to cutscene and I it's 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 not interesting to mention, not to mention the now inordinate pressure of of having to catch them all yeah I think there's now that I, there's like <laughs> 700 some or whatever they're not they're not all in in the game currently and there's a lot that like just can't be caught in the game um so the the pokedex the uh, the completion of the pokedex is only dependent on Pokemon that are natively available on Alola. And there's a whole bunch that you just can't get until Pokemon Bank opens for the game in January. And that's it's an aside a... about Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting how much, like, ocean and, like, uh, Islander-themed stuff has been going around lately. Because it's like this, and Pokemon is now Hawaii-themed, mm -hmm. and, like, Moana is the new Disney movie. Yeah. And it seems like, I don't know, it seems like a zeitgeist. Yeah, there's so many underwater games right now. 
Yeah, Subnautica is, it, is um, the one that's been Subnautica, talking. Song of the Deep. I wanna, I wanna say I read something about Echo the Dolphin getting like a remaster, <laughs> but uh, where, that might, that might not be true. I really want that to be true. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I guess... what should you do with that game? I that guess there, I guess there was a remaster a couple of years ago, which is maybe yeah. what I'm thinking of. All right, <sighs> but yeah. still, it seems like it seems like a lot of people have sort of been thinking about the ocean lately. That's pretty cool. The ocean is a cool thing to think about and to explore. And we even played Aquaria. We did relatively recently. Yeah, we played it. It it didn't come out relatively recently. Yeah, but no. We played it relatively <laughs> yeah. recently. Um, I guess speaking of games we've played, let's talk about the next game we're gonna play. Yeah, that works. Unless anybody has more has more to say about Abzu. Nah. Carl, you said you had like one or two more things. Was there other stuff? Um, or? I can look. Um, I don't care about the shark. <laughs> no. <Okay>. That's it. <laughs> That's okay. I care about the shark because I generally care about sharks. But, um, and he had a cool scar. He did. Uh, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the next game we're going to play. Um, so the next game we're going to play, which is going to be over Christmas break, so it's going to be a little bit longer time period than usual, um, is Mini Metro, uh, which is a game, apparently was a game jam game that was then professionally released. It's available for Steam and mobile, I believe, uh, and possibly other places as well. Uh, and it's a little, like, puzzle sim strategy game where you're designing metro lines in various cities. And there's, like, stops um, where, like, people, and by people, I mean abstract shapes, are trying to get to. And you have to, like, try and draw lines and put cars on them in efficient ways. Um, I, have, I don't know that much about it. I saw, like, a, a First 15 video that someone played of it, and that's about my only experience with it. It looks cool. It looks like it's a sort of a fun, like, not time-wasty, because I think that, you know, that has a negative connotation, but like a, a sort of, like, you know, bite-sized, let me play a little bit of this at a time, and, and then, you know, do something else for a while sort of game, which sounds like you guys are super busy with finals and can <laughs> use something that's a little bit more lightweight. So, yeah. uh, so I can also add, it's it's super relaxing to play. <laughs> okay. Is it? That's... I feel like I feel like it's gonna stress me out a lot. Yeah, but... I thought so too, but it's it's huh. relaxing. All right, we'll see. So we'll see if that pans out for me. <laughs> hopefully, we will hit like some kind of puzzle zen state that will <laughs> that will allow us to re- relax and uh, meditate, not on fish. <laughs> meditate on transportation. Things things we have meditated about so far. Uh fish, cowboys. Yes. Uh, and soon subways. Yes. So yeah, I think that's a good list for us to keep track of. <laughs> I agree. Things we have things we have meditated about in games. <laughs> um alright. Yeah. So get that. It's available. It's like I think ten bucks on Steam. Yep. Something like that. Um, check it out. It's it's often on sale, I think, for less than that as well. Also, looking yeah. at it um, on iOS and I think 
probably also yeah on iOS and uh, the Google Store it is four ninety nine. So okay. mobile yeah, so version is cheaper. Yeah, so you know that's pretty good for a mobile game. Mm-hmm. And it's something you could like, for instance, take with you on a bus commute, um, which I would probably do had I not already purchased it for Steam. <laughs> well, there you go. So, yeah, and we will see you in possibly three weeks, depending on how people's workloads and holiday stuff pans out. Yeah, uh, certainly not, Certainly not less than three weeks. Yeah, so. since, since two weeks is literally Christmas Day for us, so... And much as we love you guys, we're not going <laughs> to podcast on Christmas Day. Sorry. Nope. Oh, well, that's fine. We got to do our Christmas, too. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, presumably we will have Christmassy stuff to do. I don't know. I'll probably be going to a movie. That's usually what we do on Christmas Day. I know I'm going to be out of town, so doing doing family things. Yep. The dreaded family things. I don't know. Maybe they're not dreaded for you. I don't know what your relationship oh, with nah. your family is at all. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Yeah, me too. Cool. I'm probably just going to be, it's just going to be me and Huck hanging out. That's what it usually is on Christmas. That's a good Christmas too, though. Any any yeah. Christmas where you're just kind of hanging out is a good Christmas, I feel. Yep. Alright, well, we will see you after said Christmas. Uh, and so everybody, enjoy your holidays. If you're not celebrating Christmas, uh, enjoy any other winter solstice festival that you might be into, such yep. as Hanukkah. Um, should we do shoutouts? Sure. Oh, I guess I'll go. I go first on that one. <laughs> yes, I uh, I'm Kelso. I am at Kelso Time Bomb on Twitter. Uh, sometimes when people are uh, of a mind to sign up, I do one of us, which still exists. It's just not really been happening lately. But if you want to sign up, sign up, and uh, you can do it, and it's great. I might I might sign up for another Rus slot and try again to get that. Those last couple achievements. Ah, yes. True. I'm so close, you guys. So <laughs> close. That's all I got. Okay. Um, I am Kyla. I am at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. Um, I normally, I am not currently doing my Sunday morning uh, game stream because I'm taking a, a short break probably this week and next week. Um between games because we actually finished Earthbound. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. It's, it's finally done. Um, so the next game I'm going to play is probably Wind Waker. Oh, good. Um, nice. Based on, based on the results of the internet poll, I just have to find... Uh, I would have to find a GameCube emulator. So I will probably be looking into that. Uh, if I don't play um, Wind Waker, I'll probably end up playing one of the uh, longest journey games. Ah, oh, yeah. Play the first one. So I'm so torn because, like, I've heard a lot of both good and bad things. They both seem like they'd be unstreamable for different reasons. <laughs> uh, because, like, the first one is supposedly like a torturously, like, illogical puzzle game, where it's like an adventure game where you're just like nothing makes freaking sense and all the puzzles are super convoluted. Um, so that seems like that would be that frustration would be difficult to watch probably. Um, and the second one I've been told is like a really amazing narrative game, but it's also like a lot of cutscenes and dialogue, which doesn't stream very well. 
Hmm. The first one has a really, really good narrative. That's all yeah. I can say. Okay. I think. Well, I, it's still on my, like, to check out list. So that, that may end up being one of my, you know, like, two annual games I play on this stream at some point. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so normally I do that Sunday mornings at 10 Pacific, uh, and you can follow me at Kyla underscore Go on Twitter to see when that's resuming and what the games that I'm going to be playing are. Excellent. Yeah, and I'm at Skugga3 on Twitter. That's it. Hooray! <laughs> Yay. So that's been the episode, and yep. we will check be back. Out. Yes, check out Mini Metro. Check- Yep. <laughs> no, you said it. Yeah, Good. I said it. Someone's gonna say it. <laughs> Whatever. Someone needs, someone needs Bye. to say it. Bye. Uh, maybe, Bye. Maybe three weeks, but maybe yep. more. Okay. We'll let you know. Yes. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.